A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online. And built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Lady Audacity. I'm Alex. And I'm Meredith. And today, before we get started, I want to throw it back to Alex because there's a pronunciation elephant in the room. And we just, we're going to talk about it because if you guys don't know, it's understandable that you have questions. So Alex, take it away. Um. Well, I think it's, well, first off, the dyslexia comes out hard. If you guys have been following me on Duchess MM Grace, you know, I'm not a stranger to spelling errors, (laughs) especially when I'm on a bit of a tangent. Words switch out to me. My brain moves very fast. My mouth can't keep up. And I don't know. I'm also a girl from Cali who really embraced the Valley girl of it all. So it's just a a mix of things there. I joke about it as a way, I think, to deal with the embarrassment I do feel. But I never want anyone to think I don't care. So, you know, when I joke about it, never always know it's never coming from a place of not caring. Even if I may not necessarily respect a journalist like Tomney, I do want to get her name correct. And even the Queen of England, even if I don't really respect the position. So maybe I'll just go by their titles or go by their last names until I can really get that mill, mill. We were literally just practicing it 30 seconds ago, by the way, and I still got it messed up. But hey. But hey, just know it does not come come from a place of not caring. And I promise you, I am working on it. And when I joke about it, it's with love. So hopefully you guys can get a little laugh after you cringe. (laughs) No, I love that. And I think think it's so important to remember that a lot of times people use humor to work through stuff. Like I have OCD and I will use humor to cope with it. Um, my oddities and stuff. And I think it's just important for people to know just so they understand this is not from a place of not caring. This is dyslexia is a real thing. And Alex is brilliant and amazing and strong. And it's not hard to admit to not admit, but to share these things. But we thought it was important so that you guys understand that this is why it's happening. And we're going to try to put a little disclaimer at the top of every episode because you know what? It shouldn't be extra pressure on Alex. You know what I mean? We know what you're saying. We can work on it, but also you have dyslexia. That's fine. That doesn't change the (laughs) the fact that you're whip smart. And And I'm a valley girl. 
You're a valley I just girl. I like a walk, and I talk also fast. just just expect <laughs> just ex- like accept regional accents. You know what I mean? Also that too. Yeah, I feel like too like the Brit British like literally just from how we spell things like color, color. We spell color differently. By the way, why do you need a you? Why do you need a <laughs> yes. you? And I love that in comments and people are like, oh, you stupid American. And they'll just get me because of I don't put the you. And I'm like, first off, I'm not stupid, but yes, I am American. Okay. And that's fine. And Thank we accept you. differences. I think we just have to, I think it's a good lesson in not, in not making assumptions about why people yes. maybe misspeak about something. It's, it's not out of ignorance. It's, it's, there's an actual and reason. It's, not it's just out a of good, carelessness. Yeah. It's a good reminder to pause and just maybe consider, but on, uh, at the same time, we haven't given the audience, we haven't given the audience this information. So this is just for you guys to know, you know, and now, you know, and let's yes. get on with the show because we have a really exciting announcement. I, I'm, I've like, been waiting. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm very excited about this. Just pretend drum roll. So the audio isn't bad. <laughs> and I'm obviously <laughs> not <laughs> adding it in because I don't have that kind of time. We have heard your pleas. We have heard them. You want more content. If we didn't have basically cheaper by the dozen between the two of us, well, half cheaper by the dozen, we probably could. Another job, we would, yeah. (laughs) All the things. But we now are offering Lady Audacity premium content. We are on Patreon and Apple subscription. Those links will be in the show notes. We are going to be giving you additional content, at least one bonus episode a month, and it's going to be our deep dives. So what we're doing for the month of June is we are giving you on the free feed a little taste of how these episodes are going to sound. So you can decide, do you want to upgrade? Also, once we have commercials and stuff like that, you'll get commercial-free content. You'll get all that good, good. And so this is the exciting part. And I would like to thank uh, Taylor Swift for breaking up with her racist boyfriend before we <laughs> announce this. Because literally when she started that Matt Healy stuff, I was like, girlfriend, we are trying okay. to capitalize off your tour. You are not like, helping us. And also, thank you, Taylor Swift, for showing us to always put a capital C in capitalism, okay, and exploitation. And yes. even if I may not always agree with Taylor Swift, I am going to exploit her popularity and the fact that she's got some damn good lyrics, okay? Oh, my God. I listen to All Too Well 10-minute version in my car as if I am a newly ghosted 21-year-old. I mean, <laughs> it's insane. I'll admit, I can't get that much into her new stuff, but Love Story, Our Song... I mean, give me a red album any day. Get okay. Me, get me give me, honestly, even 1989. Yes, it was the height of white feminism. I do not care. I love her. Although I have love you heard, her then. Have you heard Exile? <laughs> the Exile off of Folklore? No. It is so moody. I, I just I get it. so confused, honestly. Taylor, and look, I say this, and you're going to hear me say this a lot in this Kate episode. I say this out of respect for the hustle, but I am saying it, the Easter eggs are a lot. And I love an Easter egg. I love an Easter egg. But I'm like, wait, folklore, karma, new something. Oh. I, I, there's just a lot going on. And I'm always so confused. I still think I think folklore and like one of the albums that she remade are the same thing, even though I know they're different. Oh, we're going to have to get into that sometime. But yeah, back to the Patreon. To back <laughs> yes. to the Patreon. We got excited about Taylor. So what are what we're doing for our initial series, it's going to be our own Eras Tour, the Women of the Crown. We're going to have graphics. It's going to be cute. We're going to name each episode after a different... Are you day drinking? What do you have there? 
No, um, not alcohol. <laughs> Energy drink, C4. Nice. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Um, but maybe one day. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. So our first deep dive, I am going to be covering Princess Margaret. And our theme is Lavender Haze for Miss Princess Margaret. Because we are talking about loves, love in quotation marks, her mm-hmm. complicated character. I found, I texted Alex this, I found a document from 2004 that I think like breaks the lid open on everything about Princess Margaret's love and Pete Townsend and I am so excited to share it so our first episode drop next drops next week you can go over to patreon.com slash lady audacity or we are on apple subscription once the tax forms go through (laughs) I forgot to (laughs) fill something out I'm not gonna lie but it's gonna be really fun also one more change is that we are going to now have all of our show notes we always give links to anything we talk about that is now going to be on our patreon but it's going to be a public post so if you ever want to see all of the show notes every an article you want to dig into you can go over to our patreon those will always be up when our episode drops public posts so that you can see all the show notes so before we get into miss kate middleton should we do a bananas article of the week yes and i definitely think you should start off start us off with bananas episode of the Okay, so Miss Little Harriet the Spy over here might, I might have cracked the case on who leaked to Tom Sykes. I think I did it. I might have done it, guys. Please. I I don't even know this either, you guys, so I'm very excited. I'm right with you. Oh, my gosh. I have a full mind map. I am showing her right now on the screen. It's, It's psychotic. So, anyway. An article came out for National Besties Day, and it's from The Mirror, and it is called Kate Middleton's Loyal Girl Squad, Royal BFF, School Bestie, and Holiday Pal. Honestly, the bestie squad, that's a fairy Taylor Swift, but anyway. So it goes into like the usual suspects. You have some of her turnip-toff friends. You have Sophie Carter, who's her bestie. You have friends from college. You have, obviously, they got to put in Pippa there, although... I really wonder how close Pippa and Kate are, to be honest. I've thought about that before. And yeah. Yeah. No, you can go on. No, it's just to say it's all of that is so interesting because one thing I have taken from Harry and Spare is kind of looking at the media and the narratives that we get. So I do think it's interesting about the Kate and Pippa thing, because at one point, They would kind of openly talk about how she would get annoyed with her family because it was very obvious at one point they were all trying to clout chase off Kate, which low-key, I don't blame them. I mean, like their entire world changed. They're being called middle class like pieces of shit. Okay, like give me an influencer dealer to thank you very much (laughs) if I'm going to be drugged through the mud and like supposedly have William's friends making fun of me because I was a flight attendant. Like baby slavery money okay like give me a break (laughs) oh my god i wish my facial expressions could talk because they're doing so much worse like i think i broke through my botox (laughs) kate when she's smiling really big at the kids at rugby broke through that botox (laughs) listen as one you might have to edit that out (laughs) no we're not going to allegedly i'm an allegedly it always it always cracks me up the whole um, Kate getting baby Botox and it being like a huge scandal. And no, Kate does not get Botox. Listen, <laughs> from one Botox white woman to another, listen, we crack. We crack. It's what happens. Okay. Um, we're pale. <laughs> um, there's a Botox forehead sheen that you only get from Botox. She has it. Thank and you. again, I say this out of love and respect because I have it too. 
Allegedly. And may I add to this woman for sure was smoking cigarettes and I'm sure not putting enough sunscreen on and never. Just we never do out, right yachting and doing her thing. I'm sorry. There is no way she looks like that without help after a good, like all of her twenties doing that with William. Okay. William aged like someone who doesn't get Botox and smoke cigarettes and didn't put sunscreen on. He and it's totally <laughs> okay. And this is, we listen, yes. we condone, um, we not condone. That's not the word. We, um, we support um, any kind of self-care you want to do. You Anything yes. you want to do, you want to build some cheekbones, you build cheekbones. You know what I'm saying? And I will so, say, oops, sorry, and I'm not saying okay. this to pay the Megan tax here, but I will say, because obviously Megan is beautiful, her skincare, her skin is just immaculate and glowy, but you cannot tell me that it's pure skincare. It's just not possible. Y'all, Even they're going to get so mad getting, at you. Okay. Yeah, she's been getting masked and she was probably like 13 with her mom. Her mom has beautiful skin too. But it's just like, those things are important, but let's also be honest. And Megan does do it well because she still crinkles, you know, but she glows. It's just soft. Nothing hangs. She's always make sure it's up and at it. You know what I mean? We're doing some sort of Medispa treatments is what I think. But the <laughs> one time I mentioned that perhaps... Megan got Botox and who cares? I, people came at me. People oh, yeah. came at me. It's, I it's, was spreading rumors. It was wild. Well, it's funny just like the rooted misogyny it all is. Cause I mean, this is all, whether we like it or not, is still deriving from like the patriarchy and us seeming to be young and beautiful forever. Even if we do enjoy these things for ourselves, like I love makeup. I want to get these things, but I also know it's still somewhat rooted in wanting to be young and beautiful forever and being yes. scared of not being that. But it's like, why would you think people like Megan and Kate wouldn't be going through that fear 10 times what we are they are in the spotlight for goodness sakes it's like exactly. they're not getting messages telling them be natural and age beautiful they're getting the complete opposite message kate has a royal family on her shoulders okay <laughs> to get through to the next century she's not going to do it aging <laughs> i think what they're being told is to look like you're aging naturally while not you know what i mean mm, it's like yes. appear like it's natural it's almost like you it's a it's a smoke screen kind of thing you exactly. can't really say that you do it. It has to, but you also shouldn't be looking old and raggedy. Also, wait, the mirror, I forgot about the other person that they included. They were really just, just, Oof. just churning the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> they put Sophie Wessex is one of her besties. And I said, child, stop trying to make the new Fab Four happen. They are not besties. Give me, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't I'm honestly it. wondering if we're going to get a Beatrice and Kate are besties because of the Jordanian royal wedding. Oh, you know what I mean? Because a lot of the fans were loving that. They would like that. They New would fan, like no, it. Fab Four 3.0. Seriously, you know, Ito and his... <laughs> it reminds me of every new... Every new Summer House series, it's like, hey, I'm Carl. I'm 2.0 Carl. I'm not fuck boy anymore. It's like, Literally. no, you st it's still the same. It's the same How person. How many 3.0 Carls would make it the Fab Four we're going to get? It's never going to happen. It didn't happen the first time. Just quit it. They're a duo. William and Kate. They honestly don't need anyone else. And I don't think they want anyone else. So, I agree. <laughs> and it's interesting, though, who is missing from the gal pal list is Rose Hanbury, which now remember allegedly this rural rift did not happen. There was a super injunction put against everything um, so that they squashed the stories. Rose and Kate's are totes fine, totes friends. And yet she is not on this bestie list along with other turnip toffs. I am just saying, 
I don't know if that helps the rumors. So back to the Mirror article, they mention a couple different people. And one of the people mentioned is Lady Laura Mead. And that's when I get back to my handy dandy mind map here. I tried to mind map as many of the turnip toffs, like the regular crew. Um, not the people that come like summer house that come and visit for like a hot weekend. I'm talking about the mainstays. I love, we're really making a, an analogy here. So yes. what I want to bring up is the fact that Tom Sykes in that article that you read last week says that an, a daughter of an Earl is the one that kind of gave him this information about, about the alleged, you know, rift. And, and that's how he got it. And so it was like, who is a daughter of an Earl? And a lot of people made a really good point. Well, Beatrice and Eugenie, you know, Andrew is an Earl. Yeah. And I, I played with that a bit, but they're not like the, the mainstay turn up top. So I, no, I, I was they're not wasn't exactly sold on that and then i remembered that there's this article from september 2014 it's from the daily mail it's called the turnip toffs meet kate and will's new neighbors the party loving norfolk set with bigger homes than royals and darling everyone knows each other sometimes extremely well which is hinting at the fact that like a lot of these people have fucked, you know, a lot of yeah. these people have dated each other. There's a lot of Eskimo brothers. I'm sorry. There, there are. And I feel like too, when we start on the Patreon diving into the, um, woman of Windsor, you will see they be fucking. Okay. <laughs> like, and not their husbands or their wives. Like this is this track. So it's a lot it to is- think that sometimes they're going to break that generational hobby. It is everywhere. So let me, I'm trying to scroll down. Of course, this article has like a million freaking ads and stuff. And it's like breaking my computer. So in this Daily Mail article, they go through the different toffs. And one of them is Viscount and the Queen of Gossip. It says the Earl and Countess of Romney's daughter, Lady Laura Marsham, married Prince's longstanding friend from Eton, James Mead. The Countess is known to, is, excuse me. The Countess is said to know all there is to be known about the county gossip. So here's what I'm thinking. Lady Laura Mead is the daughter of an earl. I'm assuming when they say countess, they mean Laura's mother. So is there a possibility that the mother gave the good goss to Lady Laura, who let it slip to Tom Sykes? That's what I think it is. Tom Sykes got this from a daughter of an earl, and if what all he is saying is correct, and if the daughter of an earl's mother is apparently the country, not the country, the county gossip, perhaps. I think this is law and order. I think this is a Benson type of investigation, oh and I think the prosecution would take the case to trial. Okay. And Tom Sykes said dinner parties, polo. This is where he's getting his sources. I mean, even Camille and Charles had a semi-admit to this with the Mark Boland thing when she just so casually told the wife, who husband is the CEO of a Murdoch media company, that she had met William. It's all just so happens over tea, right? Always. We have a Tom Sykes article from May 26. It's, are King Charles and Kate Middleton really at war over a flower show? While reports of Charles and Kate being at odds over appearances at the Chelsea Flower Show may be overblown, they signal two royal dangers, jealousy and rivalries between courts. As you guys remember, what I think was May 25th was the Chelsea Garden Show. 
the Chelsea Flower Show. And the day that Kate had shown up, it was a surprise appearance, as in it wasn't announced. And there was an announcement for the Chelsea Garden Show and what royals would be showing up. And everyone but Kate was named. And what was really interesting about it is KP, so this is like Kate and William's social media team, or Kate's social media team, or... I'm sorry, I'm saying social media team, but Kate's comms team had told everyone this was a private visit. And private visit usually in royal talk is I'm going to go see this without the media. That's why we didn't tell you. So we'll release photos and any information from there. But the thing is, they did this on press day. And press day means literally the all of the press is invited to take photos, interview people, and do a bunch of write-ups about the Chelsea Garden Show to get people to go. So obviously, and this is really, really interesting by Kate doing this, you can tell it did rub people the wrong way. And I'm not just talking about Charles and his court, but the media, because the Sunday Times, I don't have it up right now, but a photographer who was there, he wrote pretty much an entire account about his day there, about no one expecting anything and then suddenly there being all this buzz and then just kind of like chaos because no one knew Kate was coming. There was no staging. He kind of goes through how usually you know, the Royals are giving you information. Like, this is where you're going to stand. You can stand here. This is how long you get with her. You two will get this angle. He said it was nothing. It was just chaos. So they weren't happy because the fact that an entire article got written about this photographer's point of view about the 15 minutes of chaos trying to capture Kate kind of shows you they were not happy. And then obviously Charles and Little Waste has been talking. So here's a little bit about it. We have, he says... Charles is unlikely to be amused. A friend of the king's told the Daily Beast, gardens are very much his thing. And given that it was always his mother's big pre to bring the color day out. Does that sound weird? I didn't know what that sentence. Yeah, that's, but it does say this. Let's read that again, guys. Gardens are very much his thing. And given that it was always his mother's big pre trooping the color day out. It truly does say that you guys. Comma, I think he has a right to be annoyed. However, a friend of Kate's disagreed with that characterization, referring to a report in the Daily Mail, which quoted a palace source as saying it was a shame that Charles Camilla's visit received less coverage than might have been expected and suggested, suggested they might be disappointed. The friend told the Daily Beast, and they're saying this is Kate's friend, supposedly, allegedly, it's pathetic. It's the media whipping up another feud. Kate has been going to the to Chelsea Flower Show with her family since before she was a royal, and she often used to go as well used to go as well as the queen in recent years. It wasn't a secret that she was going. Asked if that meant the visits would have been actively coordinated between their offices, the friend said not, but added William and Kate are now very senior figures, as the coronation made clear. Charles wouldn't have need, wouldn't have needed the Queen's permission to attend the Chelsea Flower Show, and Kate doesn't need Charles' permission to go to the Chelsea Flower Show. It's a massive storm in a teacup. Charles couldn't care less. It's giving. I'm the eldest boy. <laughs> yes, I was to say first off, I'm getting flashbacks to spare of William supposedly being like, "Africa is mine. That's my oh thing." Oh my god. <laughs> and then I mean quick Jordanian royal wedding of William telling Kate to wrap it up eerily. The similarities are happening. And I know good old Lee Thomas, their new communications guy, who is literally was the ex VP for C um, NBC globals communication. First off, I think this is really key of Kate's public persona when it comes to her battling it out with the other royals. Kate can never actively be involved in drama ever. 
you saw that with Megan and the Kate Cry story. That article came out in like November 26th of 2018. And then I think like less than two weeks later, yep, in December 8th, 2018, it's Emily Andrews for the son who gets the, like it was in Battle of the Brothers, but something brothers something, you know, they're fighting pretty much. And what I always found interesting about that article, they completely like removed Kate from it. And now for the main event, Alex, take it away with your thoughts and your research on Miss Kate Middleton, the Princess of Wales. Now there's a lot to cover about Kate and we've talked about the different ways too. So I can't break it down as an overall, this is a focus on Kate and how she has used her platform for white feminism. And I think selling traditional family values that are often rooted in very toxic and misogynistic things, but it's the repackaging of it as something wholesome and fun and sweet, which I've said before, Queen Elizabeth is one of the one of the OGs of letting her femininity be a tool for white supremacy. And it's very interesting to see how Kate has picked that up. And I will say this now, I come from a place from understanding the fact that when Kate started dating William and got all of this fame because of that, she was a very young girl. And I know for a fact, if I met a prince, okay, at 20 something years old, and I wanted my forever to be with him, and he was my first love or whatever, I would do anything I could to please him and his family, which would be being what they needed me to be. So I actually wanted to throw it back immediately to a 2011 quote from Vanity Fair by Katie Nicole, who covered a lot of William and Kate in the early days. And it goes, it says, as Princess Diana's former private secretary, Patrick Jepson, noted, we know very little about her and probably never will, providing they do their job right. Historically, a degree of mystery about royalty has been an, been an advantage. We project onto them what we want. So on that note, we'll be discussing the curious case of Kate Middleton and white feminism. Ooh, ooh, that title, that <laughs> title. I just had to fan myself like an old lady in church. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to get into this. I I'm, I know I'm going to learn so much. I know like somewhat about Kate, but I actually think there is an entire person underneath her that I don't know if we really know. So I can't wait for you to, to get into it. You go. And I think what's really interesting about Kate, when I talk about her as Serena Joy, I mean very much, I think the reason from why- From The Handmaid's Tale, right? Yes, from Handmaid's The Handmaid's Tale. Tale, that you get, you know, people say that sometimes is mostly because of the physical aspect. She is a beautiful, you know, conventionally attractive, skinny white woman. She wears clothing that's conservative, but still like beautiful and shows off her figure because, hey, when you're a size zero, everything looks good on you, right? So, and in that way, her beauty could just soften up the edge of conservative politics. I think we've, you know, we've seen that recently with many, like Melanie Trump, Melania Trump. Melania. I Again, Mel- Melanie is her alter ego. She works at Denny's. <laughs> she has two kids. She's going through a second divorce. It's a hard time. It's a very hard time. And then you have, you know, the DeSantos. His wife is absolutely softening up his image with her glamour. I even think of like Jackie, you know, um, Jackie Kennedy. So much of her time with her husband when her husband was alive, her image is just her beauty and her clothes. 
And I think that's Kate in many ways. Her beauty and her clothes is so much of the first like good six to seven years of her relationship with William and being a working royal or part-time royal. But I think when you really back it up, it's to me how consistently from 2011 to like 2023, her supposed alleged sources and friends that have talked for her always really capture, I think, one of the very fundamental aspects of Kate's PR, which is that she's not like other girls, you know? She's not like other Mm -hmm. girls. Like, she doesn't know she's pretty. She has no idea. She's shy and she's insecure. And, you know, she would never, ever say she's beautiful because she's not like other girls. She's not that. She's not a regular mom. She's a cool mom. Exactly. And you see this in this Actually, Meredith, I would love for you to read this for me. A 2010 Vanity Fair article by, again, Katie Nicole. Sure. Okay, so this is what it says. Quote, according to one of her friends at St. Andrews, she remained level-headed and kept her feet on the ground during the early months of their courtship. She never got above her station. And even though she had secured the most sought-after boy at St. Andrews, she never gloated. She was actually quite insecure about her looks and never considered herself pretty. She was very sweet and very shy, end quote. Okay, and then I think this is interesting. It's obviously a little bit different, but this 2022, a Rebecca English quote that she did for um, Kate's 40th birthday where she got access to people on the record and off the record that either worked for Kate in the past or were her friends. And one of the quotes, this is supposedly a friend, is saying, Heads Together, the mental health campaign fronted by William, Harry, and Kate was her idea. Not that she would ever be so self-observed as to tell you that another friend says so you see how even like 10 years later it's just this kind of vibe of she's not like other girls she's never (laughs) self-obsessed you know the similar the similarities are really jarring now that you show those two quotes especially the above her station in in 2011 or 2010 feels very that's some classism right there and the funny thing it makes me think of a charles quote i can't remember exactly when or how it came out i think he definitely didn't want people to hear but he had made a comment about how he doesn't like when people get above their station and every time i read that quote i think about charles quote and again what would you be doing if you are a 24 year old woman you are middle class you're not aristo which means you're kind of shit to them your new money who cares about that that's cheap that's tacky you're going to do what they tell you to do <laughs> and if you're shy and i truly believe that kate is shy i truly believe that public speaking makes her very flustered and anxious um so i don't think any of that is made up but I think that is something that she and the institution knew would, would be a very valuable tool for them. Because if she can stay silent and just be beautiful, she can soften a lot of their edge, you know? And I think that's a big reason why we see a lot of uh, of them wanting a young woman to marry in. And I get it from like a fertility standpoint and stuff. But also, I think you can get women before they really have gotten maybe a sense of their own identity and they're more like malleable. That's for Di- That's Diana. 19 that's kate in her early 20s yes they didn't get married till late 20s but they got her young and i think that makes a really big difference because i don't know about you but me at 21 (laughs) (laughs) exactly Uh, you know what i mean and that's probably trouble with megan is she was a full-grown woman who had held her own life so she just even when she was trying it was never going to be like a 20 year old 24 year old girl who's in love and wide-eyed and just 
desperately wants to fit in. There's a difference in that, you know, even when you are trying to do that at 34, you're going to have more boundaries and you're going to set them more quickly. And, and again, I also say this too, that is not to take away agency from Kate, because that is something that drives me crazy when people discuss Kate and the things that are going on. And especially that have happened in like the last five to six years with Megan, Because while I do think she fell victim to this, again, she's the Rachel Berry of the royal family. You can be a victim and you can still be a bully, okay? (laughs) And the same things that victimized her, we have seen used against other women. And frankly, from the very beginning, like, because like there's this quote from 2012. So this is 2012, only what, like a year after they got married. It's from Newsweek by Victoria Mather. She says, We know that she has a fabulous figure, but not how fabulous until she alighted in Hollywood and made Nicole Kidman look fat. We know that we are supposed (gasps) to call her Catherine, but to us, she's still Kate. Again, in the same article, it is principally for these two reasons that Catherine Cambridge has perfect survival tactics of first, the cloak of, of invisibility and second, not being Diana. 2014, this is Camila Tomney. You have intelligent, quick-witted, self-deprecating, attentive, and compassionate. Kate's USP is her likability. A rare commodity not often found in a beautiful woman in the public eye. She has every reason to be a show-off, and yet she isn't one. The perfect female role model in the self-obsessed celebrity era. So, again, this pattern. And I'm not saying that, obviously, Kate was, like, telling Victoria, yeah, write that, write that. But... I think it's like one of those things, say us, if we started attracting a bunch of hateful stands, whether it's Kate or Megan fans, we would probably sit back and say, hey, maybe we're not doing something right if these are the people we're attracting with our message. So for Kate, it's like, honey, this has been happening for years. And I, and at some point, you have to have some agency of saying, hey, my public persona for some reason caused a lot of this, you know? And it doesn't stop. We can go to 2023 for a lot of her, literally her 40th birthday press. Every single article, including the one with Rebecca English, we know people talk to. There was one for the Sunday Times. I'm forgetting who wrote it. But again, allegedly people talked, and I think they absolutely did. It's a lot of comparisons, you know. Obviously, yeah, I think that's also. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go. I'm thinking, too, that's also it's also playing into the trope that the media has that the only thing women are ever doing in life is trying to one up each other. And that if they're not against each other or doing something to slight another woman, they um, aren't worth anything. And that's the only thing that they have on their minds, which is actually just super misogynistic to everyone involved. Exactly. And it, yeah, it's sad because, so like, yes, the media is doing this. Let's feel some drama, especially between females and Kate unfortunately, is a really good weapon against other females. So it's, again, beautiful, thin, white, cis female, and who doesn't talk a lot. But when she presents herself, it's so soft, it's so beautiful, it's confident, but not too confident. You know what I mean? Like, Kate is the perfect person. She knows how to be something, but not to something, which is so much of what misogyny is trying to guide us and police us by. And what I found really interesting, as you saying about the drama thing, is Kate is so good for starting or her image for comparing to other women, which is starting feuds and drama, but she's never actually a part of it. It's like, they always make sure though, to let you know, Kate doesn't care about this stuff too, though. She's too good for that. She's not dramatic. She doesn't get in drama unless she's supporting her husband and being a you know peacekeeper. So one of the vital things too, I think for Kate and the reason why she's being 
she's so powerful to use for feuds or for whatever else you need to project. Like that, you know, article said in 2011, if I you can project onto a royal, it's a very good thing. Queen Elizabeth, projection all over her. And with Kate, her only voice is usually her clothes. And obviously... That's a complicated thing because fashion is amazing and fashion is beautiful. And I think especially for females and people who, you know, identify as female that, you know, we love it. You can express yourselves with it in ways that we're not Fashion is political. Exactly. But at the same way, it's kind of like we talked about with like the Botox and cosmetic surgery. We still can't deny that there's an element of misogyny there and you having to dress a certain way to either dodge a narrative or try to lean into one. And I think what's really interesting for Kate for, for so long, you know, her, her only voice was something that was nonverbal and for being her clothing is so surface level, which is weird to say, because I feel like after 10 years of Kate, you think she's like one of the best diplomatic dressers ever. And part of that is because she's very savvy with her messaging and that she says a lot with her messaging. And hey, maybe that's my own assumptions and that's my own fault. But when you look at her fashion, the message is surface level. So for someone who doesn't really have a voice for their non-verbal voice to be so surface level, again, I think of like the Serena Joy stuff. And I think about how first ladies, especially for conservative politicians, are used to soften up whatever their husband is saying that is very dangerous and violent. You know, it's, hey, we're going to Singapore, so I'm going to wear the national flower. You know what I mean? Or, and this is when I do like, and I will always credit, it's wearing local fashion, which is great. That is great. But I think it's like when a lot of your dressing is like for slideshow dressing, shout out to Elizabeth Holmes for, you know, that very catchy phrase, (laughs) is the main part of your diplomatic fashion. And you're not really saying anything besides that. It's just kind of like, only a beautiful skinny white woman could get away with this, you know, to give so little and get such a response back, which is also, again, savvy and smart. Kate gives so little for so long. (laughs) So when she finally has started to give us stuff in the last six years, which is something as exciting as wearing colored nail polish or playing the piano, you know, revolutionary. Exactly. And again, it's like, I can sit here and I can criticize, which I will, but at the same time, I got to show, I got to respect that, you know, because she's like, yeah, I can literally feed you crumbs and you're going to thank me. You're going to thank me and praise me. And I'm like, yes, I will. Yes, I will. You know what I also, you know what I also just thought of? I thought of the fact too, that I think the media has seen what has happened with like really villainizing Charles and Camilla back in the day and how they are deeply unpopular now and realizing that the continuation of the monarchy uh, is also going to help their bottom line. And I think part of it is they can't really throw Kate under the bus because I thought about it and I'm like, if, if Megan, you know, I, I hate to use Megan, but it's like the most current. Exactly. It's the most relevant besides Kate. Yeah. But if, if Megan was to just like not talk or do anything, I feel like that all the articles would be like, Megan slouching on the job, like the American can't cut it, et cetera. Yes. But when Kate doesn't, it's it's defined, it's regal, it's mm-hmm. she doesn't have to say a lot. Like it's it's turned into a positive. And every once in a while a journalist will be like, Kate, we want your voice more. We need your voice. And all the articles that are like, Kate is finally stepping into her role. And it's like, it's been 12 years. It's been 12 years. And that's my thing. It's like, I mean, I've literally had to put a disclaimer about my my dyslexia and how my brain works and why I mess things up. So 
when Kate speaks and does a speech, you know, it's like that TikTok sound. You're like, clap, clap. Like, that's me because I'm like, I understand. Like, I would be so anxious. Like, clap for her. I can't imagine. But it's like, boo-boo, it's been 12 years though. And I know most people wouldn't get that exception, let alone someone like Megan who's biracial. You know, like when people are like, if they just like would have just hung back like William and Kate did and not done anything for a while, everything would have been fine. Absolutely not. William and Kate ended up getting crap for that at least three years into that. And honestly, for good reason at that point. So can you imagine if a black woman was being able to have all this tax funded property and luxury vacations and not actually be working? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know? No, I agree. Because like, again, it's never that like Kate doesn't get criticized throughout these years. What I think is interesting, say, again, comparison to, yeah, Megan or even Diana, a lot of the criticisms aren't on what she says because she's not saying much. So a lot of it is, yes. again, surface level, surface level criticism. So it's, there's this one article from the Daily Mail, I think is about time Kate cuts that hair. It's just getting in the way everywhere. You know, exactly. It's just very like cringy, dumb stuff like that. A lot about our hemlines, the way the damn hemlines, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. But they're never criticizing who she is or her morals or anything like that. Because beyond knowing that she's kind, that she loves children, it's like, how can you really say anything about her morals? Because you don't know much else than that. And how can you say she's bad for those two things? You know, so it's so simple. And I think what's interesting about Kate's fashion, though, because when she does sometimes finally give us a message behind, hey, like Tartan for Scotland and stuff like that. And again, I do want to say I'm not saying these things are bad. I get the point of them. You know, Michelle Obama would do the same little things. It's those little things do count and they do matter. But I will also say, recognize the fact that Kate didn't start really taking time to do like local small business fashion, woman owned, eco-friendly until Megan came into the picture. Yeah, I just want to jump in quickly and say, to your point, because this is obvious, this is going to come up in our Megan episode too. We, We wouldn't be doing these topics justice if we if we were fully stands or fully vilifying. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the problem with the discourse right now, especially online is how polarizing it is. And I will argue that putting someone on a pedestal where they cannot make mistakes is just as dehumanizing yes. as completely vilifying them, making them a cartoon evil villain character and that they can't both are projecting onto exactly. a person that's not real. So I think with, with what you're saying, like we are talking critically about what these people do because that's good conversation. Exactly. You know what I mean? And we're going to do this with Megan too. So exactly. Just like, yes. <laughs> and, um, well, and I think it's interesting on that note because talking about her fashion, again, softening so much of what's going on, which honestly is what a lot of royals do in general. Like part of being the diplomat to go to is because they can chop you up and ma- chop it up to make sure you're going to get like a good 30 minute segment on like a morning show or the evening news. And it's not going to go anything past, Oh, they look beautiful. They met. There's some great pictures. It was fun. You know, someone gave her a gift and the queen Elizabeth laughed. And then, you know, just for a fleeting moment, people are going to be invested and they're going to move on. And frankly, I do think at the core, that's what a lot of Royals want. So, and with Kate with their fashion, there's actually a really interesting quote. Um, well, from succession because I'm sorry, Kate is shit. Like I said, Serena Joy may be her, like physically what she's used for, but on the inside, Kate is smart. You can't tell me she, because Serena Joy thought she could be that bitch, even though she fed into, you know, this horrible thing. She never thought they'd be burning her books. They thought they would let her be a leader. No, Shiv is smart. 
She knows damn well they're never going to let her be that bitch. They're never going to let her be that man. So she's going to tie herself to the person who can be that man and control him. And I'm just saying. I'm just oh my God, saying. You just, blew, you just blew my mind. Because at first I was like, I don't know if I'm... I. Oh my God. Kate no, is a totally... smart woman, okay? She wasn't... She didn't start just wearing yeah. pantsuits, but she shiv in a floral dress with a beautiful blowout, okay? And I think she's been that since probably about 2016, 2015. There's a quote in Succession. It says, the acceptable face of the worst family in America talking about shiv. That's Kate for the British royal family. In 2011, we have a riot. It's the London riots. What are like the longest I think they've... Well, I don't know what the recent actually Black Lives Matter protests. So... What happens is there was an unarmed black man. He, Mark Duggan, he was 29 years old. He was shot by the police. I think they said, gosh, like seven times or so by, I think, four police officers. He was shot down dead. And they said at first it was because he had a gun and he was armed. Now, for a week went by and they they weren't really communicating with the family. They were communicating with the news, giving back and forth information, saying he was armed. We thought he was armed. That back and forth. We ended up actually finding out in 2014 that he was not armed at all. He had actually did have a gun, but he had threw it out of the taxi before the police got to him. Then the police stopped him. I think five minutes later, he they tell him to get out of the car. He gets out of the car and they immediately start shooting. So it's one of those things. So the riot, the protesting didn't happen until about five days afterwards because the family and I group, I think about 40 or 50 people ended up marching to the police station because they weren't getting any information and they were frustrated. I did read an article where one of the people that were there said they did try to like call the police station beforehand and let them know they were going to have this and they were trying to amplify their voices and so on. They go there, the police are out. I'm pretty sure they said they already had the riot gear on. It was already tension. They're there for about an hour. A teenager and a cop start getting into it. There's pushing, they're shoving, and then the violence begins. And that goes for seven days. There was looting, small businesses lost a lot of things. And in one particular community, which is a Southeast Asian community and a lot of like um, Afro-Caribbean, unfortunately, on one of the days, three boys. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Three men were ran over. And that caused, obviously, just a lot of turmoil. It was really sad. So there was a lot going on. So a week after the riots is when we get a visit on August 19th from William and Kate. And they go up to Birmingham in the West Midlands. 
or no, it took, it occurred a few days after the rioting occurred in the city. And so I'm just going to talk a little bit about the engagement before we kind of go into the close and then talk about what this all means. So for this engagement, they went and they visited communities that were affected by it, business um, business owners who had their stores looted, you know, talked to them, comforted, comforted them. And then they did privately meet with the families who had lost because out of the three people that died, two of them were actually siblings or brothers. And one was like another <sighs> young cousin or something. So they yes. met with the families. It was really heartbreaking. It was a lot. It was a lot. And they met with first responders. So this is great, right? Kate shows up in this, and I will, of course, post a photo, and an Alexandra McQueen pre-autumn 2011 um, collection. She chose, and this is from Kate Middleton style, Kate chose a military style skirt and blouse by Alexandra McQueen. The skirt and blouse are called, or here's a quote from Netport when talking about, um, Netaport when talking about the description for the outfit, the blouse in particular, Alexandra McQueen's military-inspired silk Georgette blouse exudes signature sophistication. And then it goes on to describe it. So what I'm getting at is that Kate showed up after violent riots and military-inspired clothing. And for Oh my me, God. Yes. It's giving law and order. And I think if anyone has been paying attention to since what happened with the Black Lives Matter protest, that <laughs> giving law and order when stuff like that is going on is not what needs to be happening. That just causes more tension. It causes she more. She might have just worn, she should have just worn a Blue Lives Matter shirt. At that point. <laughs> Literally. The, and my thing is, I understand why they visited the victims of the looting and the rioting, and of course, the families who lost their, literally, their children. But what, agitates me specifically is this first responder portion because that's obviously the police they never of course once met with people who were peacefully protesting they never met with the duggar family they never gave any voice to that and when you choose to only concentrate on the looting and the violence and not talk about why that is happening talking not happening about like the root of this particular riot slash protest and ignoring the fact that it was a peaceful protest and there was many people who were protesting they were also trying to stop the violence Come on now. It's giving Fox News. It's giving I say Black Lives Matter, you say all lives matter. Like it's it's hurtful. It's so bad. It's so bad. And mind you, it's not like in 2011 I saw this and was like, oh my gosh, that's horrible. I was like, oh my gosh, she looks so good. She looks so beautiful. Like Diana, you know what I mean? Like No, definitely, because we've changed. I mean, exactly. we've changed in and what's acceptable. And and so obviously looking back at this, you're like, yikes. Yes. But also I think part of it too is I mean the royal family security they have security through the met so who yeah. are they aligned with William's and it's a really patron, like patreon he's that's he's like their uh, patreon for the met police you know, the so. patron patron did thank you just patreon yeah Prince <laughs> patreon William has by joined the way patreon. we have a patreon shout out go look us up <laughs> patreon.com lady audacity yes so yeah i'm sorry continue yeah so it's very disturbing it's very ignorant and again it's not shocking this is a royal family and i will say too this is not shocking for kate let's remove being in the royal family i don't think this would be shocking for kate either because then and now kate has never uttered the word racism i don't even think when william was you know talking about lgbtq rights and accepting gay people i don't think once kate ever joined that to verbally say i support gay people too we just know obviously because I mean, Kate's a good person. Why would she not like gay people? And I mean that genuinely. But I am talking about the fact that 
I think, again, this plays into why her, her public persona and in why in many ways it's smart, but it's so much based on white feminism and misogyny because she would never vocalize something that could be deemed controversial. It's a vanilla ice cream. It's vanilla yes. ice cream. It's it's okay, but it's not going to offend anyone. Exactly. Her, I mean, her outfits, her fashion, it's easily digestible. It's good for that 30-minute segment. She looks beautiful. Those heels look great. Maybe a debate on if she should be wearing heels when she's pregnant. It's not supposed to be that deep. And I get that because I think all of us like to just be able to go someplace where it's not that deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's the fact that it's always like that. And then when you get to some actual messaging, it's this. It's also trying to toxic positivity a riot and not talk about what really happened. And I will say before we get to a part that also makes me cringe about this, I will give like a little breadcrumbs of kudos here because I will say one thing. When this all happened, because those three men that were murdered were Indian, Southeast Asian, and the people behind the Wild were Afro-Caribbean, that's also what they're referred to in the UK um, media. So I'm guessing that's a distinction. That's a part of their culture. So that's why I'm saying that in particular, not just Black. But it caused racial tension, obviously. They, you know, Southeast Asian were saying, like, they need to be arrested. Uh, one article I was reading how an uh, African woman was arguing with another, like, Southeast Asian man about it all. And what I saw looking up their visit is there's a lot of photos of Kate smiling with Black people and Southeast Asian people. And I think that's really important because imagery is everything. And I think the yes. beautiful, white, delicate Kate being seen with Black people and being seen with Southeast Asian people can just kind of help, like, everyone's okay. Everyone's good. Everyone was hurt. So I will give breadcrumbs there. But then I kind of take it right back because there's actually this portion of the engagement that Rebecca, this is from the Rebecca English article for the Daily Mail covering it. And Meredith, will you read to me this little scene she describes for us? This is her words describing it. it, Okay. (laughs) Let's get into it. So this is, um, this is talking about William um, when I say he, so it says, quote, he then cheekily asked Mr. Bahada, who he supported in the cricket, India or England. Kate hit him on the shoulder and said, William, that's naughty. That's naughty. Sorry, I had to ask, the prince said. The controversial cricket test was coined by former Tory minister Norman Tebbit, who suggested that immigrants should root for England, not their original nation. Mr. Bahada diplomatically said he was proud of the way both sides played, but made clear that he hoped India would bounce back in the one-day games. Good God. <laughs> when the fact Stop even Rebecca English is kind of like diplomat, like kind of like, ooh. And mind you, it's in the paragraph before when they're talking about this man, they do talk about how he just got his citizenship. So he is a recent immigrant. So it adds the levels of like, again, ignorance. They went to the best schools, but somehow this man does not know not to say that. But again, when she finally has a message, I think beyond the color coordinating and you know, tartan for Scotland, you have things like the Me Too for the BAFTAs, which oh, I find really interesting yeah. because, you know, BAFTAs, this was 2007, no, 2018. I believe you. Yes, I don't know. we're going to go with 2018, 2017. But for the BAFTAs, you know, obviously William was president. For a lot of years, they did not go and there was a lot of complaints. So they finally started going consistently, I would say, in about 2016 when they were getting a lot of criticism and just kind of mean press about them being lazy so for that one they were going to say everyone's going to wear black to support the times up movement which just quickly briefly i'm sure you guys know but that was supporting victims that were talking about the sexual abuse and sexual assaults and so on that they experienced in hollywood and the cover-ups behind it 
So William and Kate go. They walk this red carpet. Obviously, William's in it like a black tux with white. So he didn't follow it either. Either He wore what he normally does. But again, here's that kind of double-edged swords of fashion with females. We put a lot of responsibility on them. But it, the fact is that Kate knows about that responsibility. She's leaned into that responsibility. So she knew exactly what she was doing when she did not show up in black. She should have been she wear? a dark green, like off the shoulder, Jenny Packham dress. Exactly. And that one really pissed me off too. Cause it played perfectly into it or her fans could go, well, it's dark green. So like she can't be political and wear black, but she wore dark green. So she did what she could. So it's like Kate is somehow a victim of the system. Even now, you know, and it's like, also no, the not. idea that black is black is for mourning. I feel like that's another angle yes, they would use. Well, oh, this it's royal trickery. protocol. Yes. It's oh, like, that is just lame. Agency. Give her agency. And second of all, it's also politicizing two things like the Me Too movement for me, which you saw a lot with the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, in general, and especially with why the royals supposedly really couldn't talk about it, is they try to politicize. That's too political. She can't say that. No, she can't. Because that right there is key diplomatic dressing. There are sexual abuse survivors and you want to pay respects to them and say, I stand by you. So instead of Kate doing that, again, I'm just supposed to assume because she's a good person and she loves children that, of course, she, you know, supports sexual abuse survivors. But I think anyone who's lived in the real world for, I don't know, 10 years knows that kind people can not have great morals sometimes. <laughs> it, it's the lowest bar to clear. Lowest. It's just the lowest bar to clear. And then the next day she like, there was some sort of, I don't know, gathering for meeting people, whatever, at um, Buckingham Palace. And she shows up in a black and white dress. And everyone's like, this is her making up for it. And I'm like, again, the messaging. I'm never going to have a clear stance. I'm never going to show you I have a clear stance, even through my clothing. You're just going to sit here and assume because I don't fully ever have a clear message other than the be kind, take care of your mental health, love your children. You know, and I just... And I think that's too why sometimes I can get a get get a bit prickly when people are like she's the queen of diplomatic dressing, she's the queen of recycling. I'm like she's truly not. Again, you guys give Kate so much when she gives you crumbs. And again, I can get it from a fan point, but then you get to a point where this is just like white feminism. This is um, a white woman being able to do very little and get just so much. And again, we know, especially a biracial woman of color in that situation, would not get any of this. I mean, may yeah. end up getting like crucified for talking about it like a month later during their um the fab four. yeah the fab four summit <laughs> that was really fun and awkward <laughs> i'm new carl i'm 2.0 carl <laughs> right so and when i went talking about that too about how i think so much of what kate's fashion and just in general what her public persona is about even you know in this recent transition to having more of a voice which is really interesting and being more girl bosses kind of she went from being like i like to do what my husband does like and you see that kind of, okay so here's this like 2012 article or not article it was the announcement of kate's patrons so in the announcement, and this is from the St. James Palace, because at the time, that's where everyone was located. It says the Duchess's new roles reflect her Royal Highness's wish to support the Royal family's work in highlighting important causes in the charitable and voluntary sector in arts. St. James Palace said the Duchess has cho chosen to support organizations that complement the charitable work already undertaken by her husband. So, you know, it makes sense, but it's interesting. So much of her early identity is connected 
to William. And even now, now that it's not as much, like, I don't think Kate would ever say that in a recent statement. I think it would be, you know, my husband also cherishes these commitments to and is supporting me as I go out on this adventure. But it would never be, I'm doing this because he does it pretty much. She has more agency now, but it's still so much of, William taught her this though. He taught her to be like this. And you see that again in the 40th press. William taught her to do this and now she calms him down. She leads him. So I kind of wanted like... As the girlies would say, let's talk about the husband. Oh, okay. Let's, let's talk, about, talk the about the husband. You leave Harry Hamlin's name out of your mouth. <laughs> Which honestly, you know that would be Kate. Like she can fuck with her man, but you're going to talk, you're going to expose his secrets. Oh, that glass would have been broken sooner than Lisa broke. <laughs> okay. Now, since we're talking about the husband, obviously, let's talk Gone Girl with this quote. Cool girls are above all hot, hot in understanding. Cool girls never get angry. They only smile in a chagrined, loving manner and let their man do whatever they want. Go ahead, shit on me. I don't mind. I'm the cool girl. Oh, God, that is chilling. Some Gillian Flynn chillingness. My girl Kate, the call's coming from inside the house. Get out. (laughs) Maybe from your mama's house, too. But... (laughs) (laughs) and i think this is really interesting because again if you i'm so and i'm not we didn't get into this because we already promised ourselves when the next crown season comes out we're going to get into william and kate's you know beginning era and we're very interested to see what version they give us but it was very clear again katie nicole vanity fair 2010 2011 if you guys want to do some reading we will link them very much describes a girl who's doing all she can to keep this man. Every time he dumps her to go gallivant with his exes or a new girl that's slightly showing interest that he kind of always wanted. Um, It's really sad. And unfortunately, I think through the years it's stuck. But I do think Kate knows the game that she's in. If it is all true. If it is all true that they're not in this beautiful, loving, committed relationship. If that is true. And that's what I'm saying that on that basis, you know, but, and I think this is really interesting because you see that a lot. And even just like the early years again to now is how secretly she's the backbone of it all. You have this quote actually from Camila. All right. You're close. Just call her cams, baby. Just call her cams. Our girl cams. And it's interesting because this Tomney article from 2014 for the Daily Mail, it is Tomney talking about the criticism and even leaning into it saying like, yeah, I see you. But in a lot of ways, she's defending it. It's like they will get on Kate for wearing less of, you know, Zara and doing more high street fashion and designer and doing luxury vacations instead of volunteering in Chile because they want her to be like their girl's girl. But when someone's like, hey, she should work more and speak more and have more of a platform, it's like, hold on, guys, hold on. okay? and here you see it. The real reason we need to hear from Kate, though, is because is because it is she who is undoubtedly the power behind the future throne, not the Catherine once dubbed Weighty Katie. Just as one gets the sense that it is Carol with an E who wears the trousers in the Middleton marriage. When it comes to Kate, the apple does not fall from fall far from the tree. What other kind of woman could possibly get a future king crawling back to her with his tail between his legs within three months? Moreover, as the Sunday Express reported last week, Kate has succeeded in making William a better man, mature, mellow, and magisterial in the same effect 
the same effect follow fellow commoner Camila has had on Charles. That's Tommy from 2014. That is very interesting for so many reasons. Again, right? this idea that she makes William a better man, that he is someone that needs correcting. It's almost like they're trying to course correct before we see more of William, which I think we've started seeing or hearing allegedly more of. And has she really calmed him down is my has question. And really why is that her him? job to child, to parent a man? That is not her job. I mean, and we're seeing this so much in her 40th birthday coverage once again. Sadly, it's so much of, wow, she calms him down because, of course, we've had this huge feud. And in, in that, we place them more in these kind of traditional ideas of the male is the alpha and he's so protective of her and he's so angry if anything says any slightly mean to her. And then, like, Kate just, like, blows in all soft and effortless and she's like, honey it's okay, my alpha, it's okay, calm down. And then he's like, I'm calm. Like, it's just like really bad what passion sometimes. Women but- are responsible for men's emotions and regulating them. And it's <laughs> such a toxic thing that we subscribe to. And like- it's not true. And my thing is, like, people always say, like, if, you know, Kate left William, like, she'd be totally fine on her own. And sometimes I don't know, because I'm like, you guys, misogyny though and yes kate has played white feminism as a weapon so well but the thing is even white feminism even if the success rate for white females and only white females can somewhat be high they're always going to fall because misogyny is always going to find an issue with you so rebecca traster in her book good and mad kind of wrote about that the idea that women will vote in in america you know republican because they feel like they're project they're protected by the umbrella of Mm -hmm. being patriarchy adjacent but the second their rights or anything that is important to them is on the chopping block, then suddenly that umbrella is pulled. Yes. And I think, honestly, sadly, Megan came in at a great time because these tools of being silent and being beautiful and staying skinny and slim. And the moment the gray hair showed up and there was a complaint, she stripped them out of her hair. You know, she got Botox. It wasn't enough because allegedly, allegedly, yes, allegedly, because they wanted her to have a voice. And yes, besides her issues with public speaking, I think Kate, not just the family. And I mean, honestly, Queen Elizabeth, let's be real. But the which especially know this knew that she still somewhat needed to be silent. Like we really have to wait on giving her a personality. And obviously, I think. I think always when they became full-time working royals that Kate was going to have to show more because it's really interesting. Like when you get to heads together, that was made in 2016. And I very much think that was a response for Harry too, because Harry was also getting those kind of lazy talk to of those lazy rumors. Like, see, we're finally doing something, damn it. And it was great PR for them. Like, you know, it was a great PR bits, PR blitz for them. And it also, of course, actually did have a real effect. I mean, you can't doubt that they helped spread a message and really get awareness out there. But what I find so interesting is like, we find out finally in March 2017, or no, we finally found out in 2017, she had the idea. And of course, by William, because she would never gloat. She would never, you know, give herself props for her own work. But that's also the first time that Kate like ever spoke. And I bring this up because I can't help but yes think when Kate finally started speaking more for Heads Together and started finally getting us personal anecdotes. And I find this really interesting because there's this Rebecca Star Brown. This is an article from 2017. And I think it just showcases how little we got from Kate then. Kate has been less forthcoming. And that's a shame. She has dropped anecdotes here and there about her children. 
Earlier this month at the Anna Freud Center, she acknowledged that parenting is tough, and there have been flashes of a Kate with a bit more color, her famous facial expressions for one, the way that she occasionally interacts with her husband, the steely way she handled herself during the girlfriend years. And this is what I mean. It's just something as simple as her saying parenting is tough. And people are like, oh my God, she's opening up to us, you guys. It's just like, oh my God, Kate Middleton is just like us. I know. I'm like, they really had you in a cage. Like, it makes me want to re-listen to the, what is the baby and or mommy and me podcast she did. Because I remember being like, this is great, but also you shared so little. Like, I thought she would have vibed a little bit more. But you look back, just as 2017, Kate said parenting is tough. I'm finally seeing more personality. It's like, that was so much personality for Kate. And they talk about that because even Tomney and this Rebecca Starbrown girl had talked about, because during one of their tours, the press was kind of mad because they were saying, like, you could see, you know, Catherine joking and having fun. And there was, like, certain photos of this, but they wouldn't let the UK press pack it have them and publish them but like australia i was think that was to. the Austra- that was the australia tour when prince george was a baby i hate yes. that i know that <laughs> yes well that and it's interesting because again it shows like they wanted this though they wouldn't let them post photos of her being more personal like personable and just like charismatic and it's so interesting you know and yes i think sure it's part of it is like william's protective and he wants to protect her but it's so her public image is just so fine-tuned and again it's why she's been successful queen elizabeth has been successful because we can project so much onto her it kind of makes you wonder will we remember kate for who she is or because of what we thought she was and and is that potentially true for anyone in the spotlight like this but particularly kate oh yeah because i like Kate's a Slytherin. Like, we're talking Harry Potter. Oh, shit. My girl's cunning. You she can be manipulated. <laughs> I, okay, and I say that with respect. Because like they said with Slytherin, like, y'all just, there's a few bad guys. And you gave all these people bad nights. Like, I'm sorry, Gryffindor? You can't tell me there is numerous bullies in Gryffindor. When I say, like, Harry and William are Gryffindor, I mean that then as in they're annoying and know-it-alls. Like, they're the dumbasses who think they're heroes and are getting us all in trouble. Because they're like, let's so, run like, into Harry the dark. Potter. Honestly, kind of Harry Potter. Like, you know what, what I mean? Like, kind of the, char- like, kind of the main the character. Guys, where everyone's screaming and then Hermione and yelling. is back there. Like, the one smart bitch is like, That's y'all are stupid. <laughs> I have I have done my homework. Uh, yeah, not the answer. No, honestly, I think Megan's a little bit like Hufflepuff, but I also think she has Slytherin qualities, too. Oh, just, this is... Okay, we might have to do an episode or a, 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 a video <laughs> that it just talks about where we think these people fall. I, this is, like, one of my favorite things to discuss, because I'm sorry, this my girls great. are Slytherin. I do think there's so many Slytherin qualities. They're my smart little bitches, okay? But... Okay. Yes! But Kate will never show you that, because she knows you don't want that. And I know when she saw what happened to Megan, she was like, baby, I played it smart. Okay, baby, I played it smart. I let these people think I'm a dummy. You know, I let these people think I'm just all big smiles and pretty clothes. And every now and again, I'm like, be nice to your children because it helps their mental health. You know, like... Don't be mean to children. Revolutionary parenting tips. Listening and learning for 10 years. Don't be mean. Go outside. (laughs) And also... Michelle Obama said go outside. She said play for 30 minutes. And then she ruined lunchtime meals. (laughs) 
<laughs> cheap granola that tasted like sandpaper. <laughs> she doesn't think French fries are a vegetable, bitch. I'm just kidding. We hate her. We love Michelle Obama. I'm kidding. We're kidding. Uh, we love. We love. We love Michelle Obama. We love her. And yeah, so just like saying that, and I always like you can track heads together so well with that because it started in 2016 when Kate was still so quiet, and then you get up to 2018 and she's making more speeches and she's getting credited for what she did, like. So there's this really interesting article for Heads Together. And it was actually, from what I can see, this was the first time that Kate did, like, a solo engagement for Heads Together. And it was the day before, like, the London Marathon, which, you know, Heads Together, like, merch was everywhere. They had it on the post boxes. It was on everyone's little runner headband, the shirts. It was together. And so this Laura Burnip, a 2017 article, it's titled Touch of Class. Kate Middleton goes casual as she meets heads together London Marathon runners at Specialton Kensington Palace Reception. And I just find interesting about this article because I can't even give you guys a good quote because there is none. It's like this woman just didn't talk the whole time. The entire article is about what she wore, where she walked. Most of it is photos. And the best thing about these photos, you have the... Big open mouth. Wow. You can touch it going, wow. Then you have the serious hands. And then you have the one of her listening. And it's just like just her face looking very beautiful. And then you just have one with a very gentle smile. And then you have one of her around the post box office, like or post the office box or whatever, like wrapping around and like doing the smile with the guy, like they're sharing a joke. And it's just like this woman. She's <laughs> like, basically doing the musical see. theater thing when you're told on stage to like talk backstage like to make it look like you're talking without talking like so the you music video. yeah like when you're arguing you have to be arguing in the music video and you know they're yeah. just silent like yeah. like this is kate this is so much it's what she's doing until you finally get more and just like i don't know i feel like kate is definitely stuck in like 1990 and she's now 1989 taylor swift era you know she will still oh. never say feminism though we know she'll never say feminism feminism like I mean, I feel like we should take bets if she'll ever say the word racism, <laughs> if she'll say homophobia. Like, I'm, and I will look this up. And I'm to not looking it. to lose money. <laughs> I'm not looking to lose money. But like, it's so wild to me because it heads together too. William opens up a lot or opening up for him and like, you guys, I'm sad. Like, I've had a hard day. Can't like listen to tough calls. And Kate's like, wow, that's so crazy. They were so sad when they called in and then they weren't when they were done with the phone call. You guys, this is literally almost an exact quote from an engagement they did for Heads Together at like some tele-center thing. It's just so surface level. And I think especially now in 2023, when so much we hear about Kate has been listening and learning behind the scenes for so long, it's kind of wild because while I do think a lot of that is true, I just will never understand why they haven't taught her how to communicate to it communicate that to us in easily digestible ways like she's so been able to do with her clothing you know so in the end too what i'm saying here is kate has agency we can recognize that she was bullied by the system and we now recognize that she very quickly they'll learn to use it as a tool that like like shiv except she's a much softer image of that and because she's skinny and she's beautiful She's not trying to fight the patriarchy, but and it's not even that she's not trying to fight it. It's that she loves it. I think Kate truly loves the patriarchy. And I think she, well, she's fighting to uphold it. And that's like matter of fact said, like queen Elizabeth was not a feminist icon. Sorry, not sorry. Oh. They are working to uphold the patriarchy. They're not working to tear it down. <laughs> like yeah, she was yeah. totally having anti-feminist. A woman, having, a, having a woman in power does not mean that things are changing for marginalized people or the groups that they represent. 
at all. And I think Kate has shown us she does not care about being an ally to women of color unless they are going to do something for her. Which And I think it's like, you know what, if that's how she's going to act, like, fine. But I think the problem really is stop trying to make Fetch happen. Stop trying to make it like she is something that she's not. Do you know what I mean? It's like she needs to be all the things and then you're nothing. And that's the thing. She is literally all the things. And I think she likes that, though. I think it makes it easy for her. Like, I think it's so interesting that we, and mind you, we don't really truly know any of these royals. But... (laughs) Kate, we just really do not know. And thank goodness for Megan. And we know more about her hobbies and amazing artists that she is. I love when they post like her um, paintings and stuff like that. We know that she's really, she's pretty good at piano playing and that's really cool. But never forget that these things happened off the back of a black woman who was like tormented for a lot of these little things that her friends are carrying on these belief, this belief that like, you need to not be like other girls. Like a good girl doesn't brag that, you know, doesn't announce that she came up with an idea. Why would she do that? She's not self-absorbed. She could have been an ally for Megan and she intentionally chose not to. And that is, I'm sorry. That is very telling of who Kate is. Especially knowing the environment that we were in, in post 2016. And again, with the fashion stuff too, with that, I was actually reading an interesting article earlier about Queen Elizabeth when the Trumps came and everyone had talked about the brooches. And again, these are brooches. She's posing with them. Most, the 90% of people are seeing photos of the royals and just presidents in general in these meetings. And it's just a passing glance. Oh, cool. They met him. Maybe you're going to look at that little paragraph in the corner saying where it happened. But for the people who investigate and dig a little more, and then you do get headlines and articles, they talk about how the brooch is like the first one she wore, the Bahamas gave it to her, you know, the second one was like a, the Canadian one, and at that time, Trump was beefing with Canada on Twitter. Um, <laughs> when isn't he beefing with an entire country, <laughs> to be honest? Exactly. And I forgot what the third one was, but it was something along that. And this article talks about like the way she can vaguely troll through her wardrobe because she can never verbally and I can't help but think about Kate and the Megan you know the Megan of it all now with her sometimes I absolutely think this is for her image and so on and to modernize it because let's be real if we look at our political system right now it's very interesting seeing so many conservative women out there kind of also trying to dabble into being that modern with like the power suits and stuff and like girl boss I'm strong I can talk for myself like but also my husband's my number one if he needs me home at six o'clock to cook dinner I'm gonna be there at six o'clock to cook dinner okay because my feminism is not about equality it's just giving women more things to do you know like that on a damn bumper sticker damn like give me a pantsuit so I can now work breastfeed cook baby my husband baby the kid she can be everything she can work she can get married and that's everything and like i would love love megan to have the greta makeover like barbie has you know what i mean i would love for her not to be stuck in the 1980s barbie that needed to be thin and had to mostly be white and had to be blonde and had to just try on all these outfits but just as a very surface level one note Wait, do you mean Kate? Because you said Megan. Did you mean Megan? No, I meant Kate. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, I don't think Megan's a... I don't know if we're talking about the same person. <laughs> it's okay. We're like over an hour at this point. So we're getting a little... We're cracking up a little yes, bit. Yes, we're cracking up a little bit. But yeah, and I, 
Exactly. It's just sad because, again, I do want Kate to get that Greta Barbie mic over, but I don't think she ever will. I think she's always going to be so focused on having the tiny waist, the tiny hips, you know, being the perfect fashion girl and feeding I into I think this. she made a deal. I think she made a deal and she is in a an agreement that she's going to see out. Oh, she's and you have to. to. I mean, she just supported yeah. the Suns baby bank, baby bank campaign, came campaign. It's like she had to make a deal and she had to make those promises. And again, I feel bad for her, but I'm also like you signed this deal cuz it's very obvious. And it was obvious for a while, but it's so kind of crazy what happens when you saw her up and unfortunately to say against another woman because we can blame the media for that but you also need to blame Kate for that too yeah you know no like, I agree I agree just, there were decisions that were made and it's almost so much like what we talk about with white feminism with like the Trump and stuff it's like you know you can put the pink pussy hat on and do the march but it's like are you going to talk about the fact that your white sisterhood voted him in you know what exactly. I mean it's just exactly. like because that's what people bring up people are like oh I didn't vote for him I'm like it doesn't matter a majority of white women did. We need to have a conversation about that and talk about that. There's a problem here. Exactly. And it's like Kate never directly said like, fuck that bitch, but she said it so much through her actions and her microaggressions and the way that she- She othered her. She othered her. she othered her. And then, and that's why I've always said, all those people are messy and gross and dirty. But Kate though, the way she was able to do do this and come out so pure- and clean to people she's so pure and clean and beautiful and drama free it genuinely just it ugh. it's just like well, it's all about it's ugh. all about popularity <laughs> it's all, all about, about popularity. popularity who's up who's down uh if one person's doing well you're not and that's why this family does not act and as she a needed soul, a comeback a entity exactly she yeah. needed a comeback really bad and she was gonna have it no matter what and i honestly think it was gonna be the york sisters for who she needed to be able to bounce off of in terms of i'm a she better woman a than her you know it was yeah. chelsea davy at first again these 2011 articles like i don't know how now there's a storyline that chelsea and kate were super close because it was always reported then like yeah of they get along was, and party sometimes but no but remember every Kate was fine with all the girlfriends until the Ninja mixed race. One exactly. She was fine with everyone else. And the funny thing is when they talk about Chelsea and Kate, they're saying one of their first disputes is that Kate wanted to go shopping with her and Chelsea was like, eh, I'm good. We've got different styles. I'm good. You know, Chelsea definitely kind of gave off like, I'm better than these girls too. Like, I'm better than these posh girls. I'm one of the boys. I'm bohemian. I smoke cigarettes. You know, like, I'm not going to go get blowouts. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She had oh, that yeah. vibe too. So they just like didn't mesh. But it's interesting because though, who was the person though who came out on top of that? And I don't just mean who ended up with the guy. I mean, purely with the media. Kate was always better than Chelsea. Kate was yeah. always better than Chelsea. She was pure. Chelsea was a slut. You know, like, yeah, Kate well, of was course, the, the heir to the throne picked is going to pick the best woman. Exactly. Because she's he the future. To. She's she the parties, queen. but like in a good way. Not in a Chelsea yeah, way she's where she's like queen. dirty and stumbling out of the club. Kate's just like fun and breezy. And again, Kate sometimes did get hit on, you know, for, I mean, you know, just shit for partying. But if she was going out with Chelsea, she wasn't going to get shit on for party partying. Chelsea was. So again, it's yeah. just, it's all interesting, guys. And, and it's all this is never to say like, don't dislike Kate, but it is to say if you can just fangirl over her and not 
really understand and want to talk about and even just like in your head when you see the things she's doing admit to yourself like this is her using these microaggressions or this misogyny you're feeding into the system and you're just as much a part of the problem as she is we have to look into it because like even like I am a white woman and as much as I want to be an ally, like I'm going to make mistakes and those like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. the whole, don't put people on a pedestal and don't de-, de you know, demonize them to the point that you've dehumanized them in, in one way or another. Exactly. And I think too, just like check yourself and check your friends. Like, yes, you know, and all I- your people in, you exactly. need to call your white people in. Okay. And also just like realize that a lot of like females that are in this setting are not fighting the cause. They are making sure the cause continues for generations to come. Alex, you should see the way I ruin Thanksgiving for everyone <laughs> every single year. That's it's like my me. favorite thing. It's my favorite <laughs> thing. I'm like, oh, we're going to celebrate a fake holiday where we killed and tortured and gave diseases to indigenous people. Oh. Wow. Happy Thanksgiving. You should have seen I call it the day of gratitude. I don't let anyone mess with it. I went oh, to Italy no. last year so I could avoid Thanksgiving. And then the front desk girl who didn't speak a lot of English, she was like, oh, what is this Thanksgiving? And I gave my, like my whole speech. And yeah. then after a couple, I gave my stump speech. And then my brother goes, it's basically a day where you eat a lot, drink a lot and watch football. And she was like, okay. <laughs> that's just that's just in in starting in with that that's thanksgiving (laughs) i'm also that oh my god (laughs) on that note do you have anything else before we wrap up here any final thoughts i'm just i'm excited to see kate in another boss babe suit i cannot wait though until we get a bit more impact no, honestly, a lot more impact, actually. Let's be real. I really try to give Kate more of a benefit of the doubt because, I, again, it's so interesting. It's like we've talked about all of this, and I know these things, but even me, I try to soften the blows on how I criticize Kate because there's just, like, this little knee-jerk reaction. Like, but she's so sweet. She doesn't deserve that, and they're mean to her. She's pretty. Yeah. Her yeah, hair looks she's like it's she's nice to trying, touch. you guys. She's trying. Charles won't let her yeah, work. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you better work. You better work bitch like whatever it's just you want to protect her but kate has agency baby <laughs> like kate has agency baby, she's baby. not stupid and it's like even people are like of course she's not stupid it's like no though you do think she's stupid in a way you do think she's a clothes horse like your her fans think she's a clothes horse but they'll never want to admit it because i think they oh, just never. as much don't want her to speak more they don't want her to say she supports me too they don't want her to say she supports black lives matter yes they want to know she's not racist yes they want to know that she would protect someone if they're saying they're being hurt and stuff but she would never label herself as these things it's like the classic 2012 taylor swift being asked if she's a feminist and her be like um no i've always been taught that like if you work just as hard as men do you'll be equal and get what they want like she literally said stuff like this <laughs> I'm just this like- is a good reminder honestly ending on this note is a very good reminder that like taylor swift has disappointed us before matt healy and oh, that's yeah. important to not forget and this is um, a good, yeah but sorry and i say on that note too it's a good reminder that kate disappointed us before megan came along she always yes. the foreshadowing was there she was always going to act like that but unfortunately that's great pr baby okay it's It's great PR (laughs) her PR as of this point has been able to capture what they want and that is that they can project the future a future Queen Elizabeth who was more popular arguably than the monarchy onto Kate and that Uh, is mm -hmm. um a job well done but at the extent at the at the expense of being a fully formed human oh yes and just 
again, holding on to really ism values. <laughs> and look, that's the reason why they sent her out when Harry was in the UK for his trial, because she is a blank slate. William's going to bring yep. all the drama with his brother and his anger issues. Charles is going to bring the drama, Camilla, the drama, even the Wessex is just like, they're boring. So who's going to even click on them? But Kate, she can bring you a click. She can be bring you an easily digestible 30 minute segment and about her playing rugby and talking to men about it. And then if you have to bring up Harry, it's about, wow, it's so sad. He's, you know, whining about that while Kate is out here spreading knowledge and listening and learning. It's that clean give slate you a, to project wait. onto Wait, I have it. Blank space, but blank slate, baby. She's... And I'll write your name. <laughs> Look, I did it. I was say, <laughs> what is it? She's, what is it? She's a, she's a, I'm not like other girls dressed like every single girl. <laughs> oh no, that was bad. She's, she's our Barbie. No, but she's comp- she's a Barbie. You can, you can make her rugby Barbie. You can make her Military business Barbie. Barbie. You can make her mother Barbie, but what, what else is in there? Yeah. Military Barbie. There? We've got it all, baby. We got boss babe Barbie. We've got it all. We've got separate wave Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> We've got, We've got it all. Barbie. I just can't On wait sale, for more. $9.99. So <laughs> yeah, that is, that is the episode. This has been so fun. Just not doing like a whole life story on Kate, but just diving into a, a couple different points and really seeing how the media frames these things too. And the mm. media participation, we will be doing something similar for Megan. That episode will drop in two weeks. Yes. And then don't forget our Patreon and Apple subscription will start next week on Tuesday. We are recording our princess Margaret episode, which is super exciting. So make sure you sign up and remember in the future, that will mean ad free episodes. There's going to be discussions there. Our show notes are free for the public over on Patreon. So a lot of good stuff, a lot of really exciting stuff stuff coming up we have a really fun interview too which we'll talk about more uh during our megan episode but uh a pretty big deal yeah a pretty big deal and she is she is she's Amazing. fantastic i cannot wait so yeah in the meantime be sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok at lady audacity if you have questions concerns comments or ideas for future episodes you can email us at lady audacity tea at gmail.com and until next time, pinkies up. Pinkies up, pinkies. You know, there's a whole Catherine Olsen, I think is how you properly say her name. Sorry. I believe moment. you. It's like that or oyster. It's something. Yeah. I know who you're talking I know who you're talking about though. I hate that I recognize bylines now. Right. But, but I do. I'm like, oh yeah, Catherine. I think she writes for the Daily Mail, and I hate that I think I know that. <laughs> right. Exactly. These are not things that I wish took up brain space. Cool girls are above all hot. Hot and understanding. Cool girls never get angry. They only smile in a Chagrined, loving man. Chagrined, chagrined. Chagrined. Sorry. Here, one. Chagrined. chagrined. Fuck, and yeah, it's chagrined. That, right? Chagrined. 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 It's like smiling. Chagrined. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chagrined. They only smile in a chagrined. Loving it's, man. It was close, bro. It was close enough. <laughs> you said no. It was beautiful. Chagrined. <laughs> I like no, you it. got it. No, you Chagrined. got it. Okay. Take three. <laughs>
One moment. Chamomile over here. What does she say today? This is my Camilla Tommy <laughs> accent. She's very posh. I think she's trying really hard to be posh. That's what I think the funniest so thing about hard. it. It's so hard. I don't think that's really her voice. <laughs> Probably not. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.